welcome to Medified, a podcast about web dev and tech news that piqued my interest. I'm your host, Richard, and I'm looking forward to this episode. Some of you may have thought that a working utility from the Rome company might never see the light of day, but all this changes now because Rome releases a JavaScript and TypeScript formatter. You heard me right. The reasons for such a long-time development are, in this case, pretty obvious. As we mentioned a couple of episodes back, and as some of you might also be familiar with, the Rome company has decided to rewrite everything from scratch in Rust last year. This is obviously a significant setback, but it seems to be an endeavor worth undertaking, and let's hope it works out for the guys. Anyway, their formatter is out in the form of an extension for Visual Studio Code and a CLI in an early alpha state. As of today, it only supports formatting and parsing for JavaScript and TypeScript, so don't expect to replace this with Prettier just yet. And speaking of Prettier, the Rome team had it in mind when they focused on ease of adoption, and they understand that in order to be able to replace it, they need to first embrace it. And on top of making Rome at least as good as the alternatives, they also want to make it stand out, so let's take a look at what they have in mind. ID integration is a first-class citizen in this toolkit, and the creators of Rome make a good point that IDEs, in and out of themselves, are very good at error recovery. Plainly speaking, if you have an error on line 5, the ID still provides its services, such as syntax highlighting and code fixes, on all of the other lines. Existing formatters such as Prettier do not work that way and one syntax error can bring the whole thing to a halt. Rome, on the other hand, has error recovery built in, even though it's an opt-in feature for the first release. The next improvement they wanted to share with us is, uh, drumroll please, performance. Joking aside, since it's written in a lower-level language, we should see a significant boost over any other JavaScript-based tool. When it comes to formatting, this is actually pretty awesome to have. Imagine you have a Git hook or a CI workflow that checks if the code is formatted before continuing, and you have something that is blazing fast to do the formatting. I am very well aware of the annoyance this causes on a day-to-day basis, so thank you, Rome. And good luck with the next release. Are you a fan of the Redwood.js? No? Have you ever heard about it? Well, in case you didn't, it's a full-stack web framework using all the cool stuff such as React, GraphQL, Prisma, Storybook, and it's all TypeScript compatible. Also, it has been founded by the co-founder of GitHub, Tom Preston Werner, And, well, that is a name that would definitely sound better with a Sir title, in my opinion. The first version of the framework was released two years ago. Their motto is, focus on building your startup, not fighting your framework. And today, there are more than 300 people involved in the creation of this framework. Alright then, they have recently shared some exciting news with us in the form of announcing a version 1.0, with an official stamp of endorsement for production. This announcement comes with a 1 million price tag attached to it, but let me explain. While the initial idea might have been to turn Redwood into a company and start raising money for the acceleration of the development, just like some of their peers did, 
but Redwood decided to go the other way and basically self-fund itself with money from the pocket of the aforementioned co-founder. The moral of the story is very simple. If you have a lot of money, you can do a lot of cool shit. Redwood Startup Fund has also been announced that plans to invest $25,000 to $50,000 into startups that use Redwood.js as a primary component in their stack. Now, this is a really cool way to get people on board, and there are several very noble goals that come attached to the fund, like, for example, increasing the diversity of founders in the Redwood community and encouraging climate-focused software. Nice. DuckDuckGo, the company behind, well, DuckDuckGo, introduces a web browser promising some very well-needed features. Privacy is important, folks. And as some of you might know, DuckDuckGo's search engine is all about that, and their browsers are following in those footsteps. So, what are some of the main features of such a browser, you might ask? Well, let's find out. Obviously, privacy by default. The powerful and private DuckDuckGo search engine is built in. There is a powerful tracker blocker and a cookie pop-up protection for a growing number of sites on the internet. There is also a fire button with a cool-as-heck animation that you can use for one-click data clearing. There is also email protection and much, much more. On top of all that, since tracking is disabled before it's even loaded when visiting a website, the performance gain is out of the box. And hand-in-hand with that, your DuckDuck browsing also consumes less data. Talking about security, DuckDuckGo promises to navigate you directly to an HTTPS version of a site more often, and the tracker blocker means less exposure to those nasty third-party scripts that could try to access your precious data. There are some more security features that make sure that all your data, such as history, bookmarks, and passwords, are only stored locally by default. The browser is in private beta, and you can join the waitlist from the iOS DuckDuckGo app. Thanks for tuning in to Minified. If you like what I do, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues. Catch you later!